and we are live. Hey guys, welcome to another exciting episode of the Matthew Paris Show. I'm your host, Matthew Paris. We have a very special guest on our show today, former NFL player Lonnie Martz. He played for the Kansas City Chiefs, he played for the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Tennessee Oilers, and uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we're very happy to have him here. Um, Lonnie, how are you today? I'm doing well, Matt. Doing well. It's, uh, it's a great day. Always good when you wake up and get it started. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, we're so proud to have you here on the Matthew Paris Show. Uh, by the way, this is a special edition of the Matthew Paris Show. Uh, it's our 4th of July edition, so happy 4th of July to everyone out there. Nice, nice. Yeah, happy 4th of July. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, uh, Lonnie, uh, I know you've been – you're an ex-NFL player. You played for the Buccaneers. You played for the Tennessee Oilers, which is now the Tennessee Titans. Um, so tell me about your uh, NFL career a little bit. Uh, how was it? Uh, you know, honestly, uh, it was it was a lot of hard work. Um, I, I was undrafted, and I learned to work uh, a certain way through my high school coach, and it was carried on through uh, Marty Schottenheimer, uh, which kind of reinstilled that in me uh, when I was at the Kansas City Chiefs. And some things worked out really well for me. We had a, uh, a I guess an older group at Kansas City, and you wouldn't think that a rookie could make it, especially a rookie free agent. But uh, we had a couple guys who were uh, challenged the salary cap a little bit, and they decided to go with a younger guy, and it worked out. And so uh, my career in the NFL always, I always said, it's, it, it's, it went fast. It was 11 years, but it went fast because I was always working and always had to, uh, if you will, find that, 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 I guess that that sweet spot where I fit in and um, not everybody wanted a free agent. Not everybody wanted a rookie free agent. Not everybody wanted a, a guy that didn't come with all the, the, I guess, all the fanfare. And so I, I usually had to work my way in and stay on the field that way. So it went pretty fast. I was always working to get better. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now you played your college ball at Tulane University, correct? Yes. Yes, I did. How yes, was did. Uh, everything at Tulane? <laughs> Good. Tulane was interesting. Uh, I'll tell you a story about Tulane. I was actually um, recruited to go to University of Southwestern Louisiana, and um, it was through a, a coach on my head, my on my position coach on my high school team. He had a good friend that was at USL at the time, and in between um, talking to USL and getting ready to, you know, sign the deal, a letter and uh, of intent, uh, my coach or my recruiter was recruited by Mac Brown to Tulane. And so USL is two and a half hours away. Uh, the, the crazy part of the story is I was only 16 and uh, I, my mom definitely didn't want me going away from home. So she made me call <laughs> my, uh, my recruiter at Tulane, which he couldn't call me, but when I called him, he said, sure, we'll, we'll definitely offer you. So my mom was excited about the fact that Education-wise, Tulane, you know, they call it Harvard of the South. I would get a great education and play at home. So uh, I, I wind up going to Tulane. And at Tulane, uh, it took me a while to get on the field. Guys were a lot bigger. They were a lot older. Um, I started to learn the game a little bit better. Uh, I was a tweener, and so I did not find a position. I actually played rover. I played a little bit of safety and got to my junior year and finally settled in at linebacker outside linebacker defensive end and so uh that was uh it, it was it was 
I can't say it was the greatest time, but it was it was it was a learning experience because uh, you know Tulane would get beat by a lot of teams, but um, I had played with some awesome guys, and I mean they were they were phenomenal players, and so it's it's tough to watch all that talent, you know, not not get used or not see the NFL. Uh, so yeah. that was tough. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, so your time at Tulane was great. What was your what was your favorite year at Tulane? Would you say was it sophomore, junior year? That's probably my my. Uh, I'm gonna say my my senior year because okay. I I actually you know I broke into the starting lineup and I was playing. I was playing the entire time, and so you, you got to see what it was like when people prepared for you and how you had to overcome uh, the adjustments that they made and then uh, make them make better adjustments during the game, which some teams could make and some teams couldn't. I'll tell you, one of the uh, one of the games that I always got up for was Florida State. Uh, they, they whipped us all the time, but Florida State was a, a team that, for me, it was, this is how you know you can go to the next level. If you can play a game against Florida State and, and you know, say that you, you might not win, but you say that you played a great game and you showed up and did everything the way you were supposed to do it, um, you graded out well, then you, you probably could play in the league. So uh, always love playing Florida State. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, those uh, I played football too growing up in Houston. I uh, I never I never I wasn't big enough to make it to the college level, but I played high school football, and uh, those rivalries are always great. Uh, you know, I went to Memorial. I was a Mustang, so we had a rivalry between uh, Stratford Spar and I call it the Battle of the Beltway. So oh, okay. cut, cut uh, both schools up. So <laughs> I, I uh, my my well, you know, when, when Katrina happened here in New Orleans, uh, mm-hmm. everybody went to either Houston or Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got a lot of family in Houston, uh, specifically Katie. And yeah. so, uh, so yeah, I know the Beltway. I know the Beltway. <laughs> so <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Katie, Katie used to whoop us all the time. They're state champs. Um, you know, they just built a new stadium out there, Legacy Stadium. That cost, I think it costs like forty million to build that out there. So they yeah, have we, they, now. <laughs> they, they've been that way too. You know, it's not. I, I have a couple of nephews that obviously grew up there and they played at Katy, and so yeah, I I heard about that stadium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've driven by it, Lonnie. I have yet to go in there, but I need to go in there in the fall to see a Friday night game just to see what it's all about. Uh, look at it, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's all sold out. I heard, I heard it's like going to an Alabama game, so, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, those Friday nights under light, I mean, I miss those times. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, you know, when I think about the game and playing at the highest level, it was always fun Friday mm-hmm. nights, man. Friday nights, if you could just get that, that just the, the, the competition and, and the camaraderie of, of playing with, with high school and your coaches and the speeches you got uh, mm-hmm. just the, the night air just being around the game it's just it's different in high school you love it absolutely and, and it carries it carries with you forever all those all those locker room speeches those halftime speeches that the coaches <laughs> get and everything i mean i'm sure you can uh, you can relate to that right <laughs> yes yes i can i definitely can relate to that absolutely now you grew up in new orleans correct yes yes i okay. did and yes. you went to uh uh stop me if i'm wrong saint augustine's high school yeah, St. Augustine High. Yep. Okay, St. Augustine. Augustine. Always, always a purple night. Always. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and you enjoyed your time there playing for that football team and whatnot. Woo, man! That I, I can't say I can't say enough about St. Aug. St. Aug, uh, you know, St. Aug still. Uh, it, 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 it. If I had to say why I 
played so long, why I still do what I do now, the things that um, I've been taught, it, it, it all came from St. Hawk. It was a, a great foundation, uh, leadership school. Um, I mean, everything, all the coaches, the, the players that I played with. I, uh, I saw a picture the other day of the uh, 1985 team, and I was a scrub, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> as a scrub to be on that team and see those players and know the talent and the skills they had, uh, and I, I made it to the league, uh, it just tells you a lot about the team. And so uh, great school, great character builder. Uh, like I said, my coaches, I can't say enough. They, they taught me good work ethic and, and how to play the game the way it's meant to be played. Um, always put your heart in everything you do. The school itself, education-wise, was challenging. So, yeah, I, I, I absolutely love uh, – well, let's say this. I love the, the uh, impact and the result. I did not like when I was going through. So, but yeah. hey, it, 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 I think it, I think it worked well. So, absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm sure it did. I, I know it did. <laughs> but those those two days in the heat, I got to tell you, those were those were rough right there in the hot sun. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm I'm here now, and I I, I stepped outside because uh, they were doing some things inside, and, and I got my, my my kids in there, and they're they're jumping around and yelling, and you think they were like. 10 year olds but they're actually 15 and 17 and i'm thinking y'all gotta stop you know so so i came out here to the car and as i was coming out of the car i thought about it. i was like man we used to be out in this heat running around with shoulder pads on and helmets and didn't even affect us just running right. around so yeah no. two a days in the heat absolutely I, I miss them i miss them lonnie you know Ooh, oh, oh matthew <laughs> <laughs> masochist <laughs> no no, <laughs> no, Those I do. Were the worst. I, sometimes when I drive by my old uh, high school in the fall yeah. and I see the football players out there, stuff like that, you know, there's there's some part of you that kind of misses it a little bit. You're like, man, I wish I could be out there right now, you know, running so, around, hitting somebody, or yeah. <laughs> so, so, did you ever go out there and watch them? Um, I did once. I uh, a couple of my old coaches are still there, so okay. I'll call them up or I'll text them and be like, hey, why don't you come up, come out to the practice for a minute, and we'll and we'll you know, see some of the guys, you'll meet some of the guys, you know, they'll introduce me. This guy was one of our former players, a former student here and stuff like that. And the kids are really into it. They're like, Oh, what was it like? And stuff like that. So. Yeah. 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 I, I always, I always wonder when they ask me that, are they, are they going to go back and say, Oh, fart. What film? We don't watch film. We watch DVDs, videos. We, we, we send it to us <laughs> on our phones. You know, like, yeah, well, you know, a little bit different, so, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I, I remember going back one time to Memorial, and they were watching a uh, a video on, uh, I think, steroid use for players, which okay. we never watched. We never watched that. So um, I'm kind of like, why why are we watching this? And because you know, I was sitting next to the athletic director talking to him for a minute, and I was just like, okay, I guess I guess we're at that time now where it's getting kind of kind of serious about that. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it, it trickles down really quick, and uh, you know, you, you, I mean, you, you, I'm pretty sure you've stayed around the game, so you understand that whatever you can do to get an advantage, the quicker, the sooner, the better, you know, and yeah, so it just trickles down. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, a lot of things change. Things change all the time. So yeah. uh, we're gonna move on real quick. Uh, let's talk about your first team was the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, correct? Yes, yes, yeah, correct. Yes, correct. And. Uh, so you signed with them. Were you on that team with uh, Joe Montana? 
Yeah, I was. I was on a team. Um, that was one of my my last years. I was on a team with Joe Montana, mm-hmm. um, Marcus Allen. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I remember. Got Chris. Got Christian Nicoye on the team. You got Harvey Williams. You got Barry Word. I mean, just crazy running backs on the team. And uh, you know, when I talk about that team, I, I laugh because Bruce Arians was the running backs coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herm Edwards was uh, assistant DB coach. Tony Dungy was the DB coach. Mm-hmm. Howard Mudd was the offensive line coach. Uh, I want to say Joe Pendry might have been the uh, offensive coordinator. And uh, Kurt Schottenheimer was the special teams coach. Mm-hmm. Bill Cower, Bill Cower was mm-hmm. the uh, defensive coordinator and linebackers coach. And so uh, yeah, it was Tom Pratt was the defensive line coach. I mean, we had. It was stacked, man. I mean, stacked. <laughs> so. Oh no, you guys were good. I was, I was really, really young, but um, we had since I'm from Houston. We had my dad and I had um, season tickets to the Oilers. So oh, yeah. every Sunday we would be out at, at the dome watching those guys, watching Warren Moon and Haywood Jeffries and those guys, oh, yeah. down yeah. those guys. Um, but I still <laughs> remember, and uh, the the uh, I think it was January of 1994 where you guys beat us in the divisional round in Houston. And I think yeah. ESPN had us as the favorites in that game, and we yep. lost. I believe I believe the final score was twenty-eight to twenty, Chiefs, um, yeah. if I can remember correctly. Uh, what yeah. What can you tell me about that game? Do you remember a whole lot about that game? Woo! Uh, you know what? Here's what I remember about that game. Um, we came down, and I was I was playing special teams a great deal, and I was kind of spot playing um, mm-hmm. in that game. So. I didn't, I didn't see the field a lot other than special teams, but I remember you had a defensive lineman, maybe named Rick Graff. Uh-huh. And uh, I, would always, I would always be the cleanup guy on uh, kickoff coverage. And so I came across, and I was just like, I am going to light him up. <laughs> I hit this guy, <laughs> and I must have dropped right as I hit him. And I was like, what is he on? Because <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. nobody who could take that lick. And uh, – we get we we finished the game. It was a great game, but this this is a side story. But we finished the game. He comes over to me. He's like, "You got me. You got me." I was like, "Yeah, you got me." I couldn't tell. Let's let's make this uh, a point never to do this again mm-hmm. <laughs> on this field. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I, that game, man. Uh, Joe Montana got got heated up, and uh, when, when he started to work his magic, that was that was literally the first time I think I thought about the fact that. Joe Montana is worth every penny that mm-hmm. they paid him because he he brought our team back. He had he was just calm, cool, and he did exactly what you expect a, a, a you know a Super Bowl champion quarterback to do. And and I think that game, uh, the reason that we won, it was 28-20. I think we we had to march down the field because you guys were ahead, and we had mm-hmm. to march down the field. And and um, you know you, you got the you got the touchdown, mm-hmm. but it was still, you know, really tight game playing until the end of the game. And so uh, with Joe leading us down, that's the way we won the game. So um, don't remember everything about it, but I remember <laughs> that, uh, that that he he led that that uh, that late fourth quarter comeback. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, for the longest time, me growing up, I thought Montana was my favorite quarterback. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, this guy is the GOAT. Uh, four Super Bowl wins. He went to four Super Bowls, got four Super Bowl wins with the Niners. Um, of course, now, and I do want to hear your opinion about this, Mike. <laughs> I think you know where I'm going with this. Know where this is going. <laughs> of course, now you have Brady coming into the league, and he came into the league when I was in high school when he was drafted uh, as the 199th pick in the sixth round to the, to the Patriots. Um, 
How do you feel about that? I know there's a lot of debate going around. Is it Montana? Is it Brady? Um, you can make great arguments for both. Um, how do you how do you feel just just from your perspective? Uh, to be honest with you, um, I think I think you have to look at the the the, the time in the day that they played. Um, I'll definitely give Joe Montana uh, the goat for what pre uh, up until the nineties, right up until the nineties, and and uh, for me is always going to be Joe because that's what I, I saw, I watched. I have not had the opportunity to watch Brady or play against Brady. Uh, but from what I understand, he's a, a, a marksman when it comes to throwing the ball. Um, but for me, it's, it's probably going to always be Joe Montana. That's like that LeBron James and, and uh, Michael Jordan thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what I saw, uh, not, not a lot of people could do what Joe did at that time. So I, I do give Brady his, his respect, though, because uh, what he's done, Joe Joe didn't do, and uh, he's got more rings. Uh, he, he stands above Peyton Manning, who I thought was really the next step above Joe. You know, and the next who what he's going to show us a little bit more. Um, so, ah, it's it's different. It's a, it's that that you know. Let's let's turn the, the the page here, and now we look at Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, and then I got to go with Tom Brady. So. Up until the nineties, yeah, I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it to Joe Montana. After that, yeah, uh Tom's the guy and, and he's uh he's earned it. So Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you. I um it's very hard for me, but I like what you just said. I mean in the nineties and I think the game has changed quite a bit. Um, but in the nineties it was all Joe Montana. I mean it was you know, he was dominating. It was great to watch him on Sundays. Um playing and stuff like that and you know he went to super bowls and he won all the super bowls i mean brady brady lost three super bowls um but you know but you're right he's got he won seven out of those three so uh so yeah no i like i like and just just imagine just imagine to go to you know you you lost three but you won seven (laughs) (laughs) who who, who can say i've I've been 10 i've been to 10 really this was like it's like like preseason for him you know that was just but we'll see how it goes at the end of the game. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. this guy. And so, yeah, amazing. 10? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. And, and you know, he was dra- – what's even more amazing, he was drafted right. 199th uh, in the sixth round in the NFL draft. And I don't think, you know, I don't think anybody expected anything from him. I mean, the Patriots' top guy at the time was Bledsoe, was Drew Bledsoe. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and here's the thing about both of these organizations um, – they were they were down the dumps. Mm-hmm. You know, no, nobody knew the Patriots. Patriots had the last we heard of the Patriots was Steve Brogan, right? Um, and then Drew Bledsoe came in and was supposed to be the guy. Didn't happen. And then all of a sudden, Tom Brady, they're 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 Super Bowl champions, and mm-hmm. and never looking back. Um, yeah. Always in the top. Um, the same thing with the 49ers. The 49ers showed up and they go to play Dallas, and we're like. Are they really for real? And they win. And all of a sudden, it's like a dynasty. So um, these guys are obviously great quarterbacks. Uh, taking nothing away from Peyton Manning, but I don't think Peyton Manning um, took the Indianapolis Colts and made them a dynasty. He right. did win the Super Bowl. But, um, again, those those three quarterbacks, I, I, I think they – yeah, there's a lot to be said for those guys and, and what they've done. So, 
I agree. I agree. I mean, I remember I thought Payne when he was coming out of the league, I was like, this guy's going to at least get four Super Bowl rings, at least. And he ended up getting two. Same thing with his brother Eli. They both have two, uh, which is great. Of course, now the big guy coming up is is Arch Manning. So uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, because you know, yeah, it, it, it looks great. Um, that's one thing about the NFL. Um, you can come with all the accolades and the hardware and all of that. But until you get there and you're able to prove it, mm-hmm. you know, week in, week out, with all the adjustments, all the changes, um, <laughs> the swings and, and mood and motion of the games, uh, yeah, you, you just, just never know who can handle it and who can't. So Absolutely, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. A- yes, sir, absolutely. So we're going to move on. So I have a question for you. Out of uh, the NFL teams you played with, which one was your favorite? Kansas City. Kansas City. Kansas City. Kansas City was my first, and uh, I'll tell you why. Kansas City had a um, uh, really sitting in the room. Uh, you got to imagine I'm a rookie free agent, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting in the room with Dan Salamua, Neil Smith, Deron Cherry, Dino Hackett, um, uh, Derek Brooks, um, uh, Albert Lewis, Kevin Ross, Kevin Porter. These are all Pro Bowl players, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting in the room with these guys. And uh, my mind was just blown, uh, just sitting in the room, let alone trying to gather the information that uh, Bill Cowher is trying to teach us. And so um, they welcomed me. Uh, I, I had to prove myself, but they welcomed me. And once they welcomed me, I was I was a part of the family. And so uh, great organization. Uh, Love the fact that they gave me a, a chance, an opportunity. And, um, you know, I, I got to say the fans in Kansas City are wild. <laughs> they are wild, man. They're they're some good good people. Love their team, and and there's nothing like playing in front of a te- a, a stadium or a city that just has your back. And mm-hmm. that's that's one of the places where I knew without a shadow of a doubt they mm-hmm. always had our back. Um, we went to a playoff game in Buffalo, lost, came back, and we could literally not get out of the 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 uh, airport. To get mm-hmm. to our cars because everybody in looks like everybody in the city was there waiting for us to get back. Um, win, lose, or draw, they they're on your side. And so to have a city like that, to have that kind of support as a team, uh, front office, I mean, it's just a great place. So yeah, that was my favorite place to play. Excellent, excellent. So I'm sure you're very proud of them right now. Super Bowl champions, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. Those guys. I am, I, I am, and, and kind of, uh, I, I'm, I'm not because I'm here in Jacksonville, and uh, you know they, they beat my team in Jacksonville, and did, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know I, I, I can only hope that we go back and get another shot, but mm-hmm. the way they're playing, <laughs> you know, we got, we got, we got to load up a little bit more, so we'll see. Oh, you guys, Jacksonville will be fine. They'll be fine. Yeah. Hopefully, um, I, hopefully, I'm yeah. hopefully, yeah. Well, I'm hopefully because uh, I'm from Houston. I hope, hopefully, my Texans will. Uh, you know, we got D'Amico Ryans now. We got Will Anderson yeah. now. We drafted him. He comes from the school of Saban over in Alabama. Um, you know, now we have – we drafted a quarterback, C.J. Stroud, from the, OS, the Ohio State – Ohio State. Sorry, I got tongue-tied. Right, right. Um, so, hopefully, uh, the Texans can win more than three games. Well, well, I think um, you guys have a, have a, have a good plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, obviously – you know, it, it's kind of like in the lines of uh, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and Philly has a obviously an outstanding quarterback. I think he was just warming up last year, 
And so uh, it's going to be tough to deal with him uh, this year with the, the extra experience and knowledge that he has. And so hopefully CJ can, can uh, you know, you can, you can give him that opportunity to learn and, and um, grow, um, you know, because that's, that's what Philadelphia did. And obviously those two quarterbacks come from the same place and they, uh, they have that in them. No, sorry. Sorry. My bad. Sorry. They, they played against one another and they know how to, compete at the highest level. So uh, I'm hoping that Ohio State's quarterback uh, can can live up to what Alabama's quarterback did. So I think they yeah. got that same little thing going. So hoping that competition shows up. And uh, who knows? CJ may be up there with uh, Hurts. So we'll mm-hmm. see. I hope so. I mean, we need a uh, we need a leader. We've gone through many, many <laughs> quarterbacks in the franchise. So, um, so yeah, we, we definitely need a leader. Um, how was your feelings real quick? And then I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about what you do right now. Uh, how are your feelings uh, about Ryan Mallett uh, who recently just passed in Destin, Florida? Uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know Ryan that well. I, I, yeah. uh, I, I have to honestly say I'm not familiar exactly with the story yet. Uh, yeah. I know he was a quarterback. He was a very good quarterback. It was an up and coming quarterback and something happened and, and, uh, didn't really hear everything that was going on with him. So uh, not super familiar with the story right now. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think anytime, anytime a young guy like that passes that early, yeah, it's, it's, it's tragic. It is. It is. I mean, from what I heard is uh, I got a text from a couple of my friends. I'm like, they were like, did you hear about this? I'm like, no, what happened? Like the, I, believe, I believe he drowned on vacation in Destin, Florida. He was uh, on vacation with his girlfriend, Madison Carter. And I don't know, like, the whole specifics yet. But, yeah, so he uh, – I believe he drowned. I don't know what – I don't know how. I don't know what happened here. Supposedly yeah. something news coming out every day. They had they found some, like, camera footage of, of him, you know, out in the ocean and stuff like that. And uh, they see – it looks like there's nothing wrong. But um, I, I don't know the specifics just yet. But our thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, here's a, a, a just a, a thought that I've had since I was I was playing. I, I realized that every off season, um, the coaches would always say, you know, take care of yourself, be careful, um, don't do anything I wouldn't do, and it always seems to be uh, there's been like a slight rash. Things would happen in the off season from guys getting into crime, uh, guys getting shot. Yeah. Uh, guys losing their lives, mm-hmm. and you just have to be careful. You have to understand that um, who you hang out with uh, does matter. Uh, where you go, uh, your job is to play football, and uh, you can't do everything that everybody else does, and you have to stay safe. Uh, you can say that you know, I'm taking a chance, but take those chances after you're not uh, on, on the roster. Uh, and so um, sometimes you go out and you do things, and you think you can, you know, you still got it. I don't know, but um, – yeah, I, I noticed that there's usually in the off season there's a couple we lose a couple guys, um, yeah. and and uh, it's tough because they got they got futures, they got bright futures, they got people depending on them, and uh, yeah, definitely prayers go out to his family because yeah. no one no one wants to hear that, no one wants to get that news. So. Yeah, yeah, very sad. Prayers go out to him. Uh, let's let's move on real quick, Salani. So you are uh, also working with uh, underprivileged African American boys, I understand, uh, for yes. Level the Playing Field, correct? Yes. A Level the Playing yes. Field Academy. 
Level of Playing Field Leadership Academy. We um, we offer opportunities, access uh, uh, to to different, uh, if you will, webinars, training, teachings, uh, academics. Uh, because as a player, I come from a, a single parent home. My mom did everything she could to raise me, and she had a village around her to help. And so um, as I stood in eleven different locker uh, 11 locker rooms when uh guys would get cut i saw the change and many of the young men that i saw get released they would break down and 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 it was tough it was tough yeah. to watch because they knew they didn't have anything else and so i i uh i thought about it as i, I got out and myself you know they're not teaching people to tackle anyone in the corporate america right so right. where are you going to go what are you going to do and so having that uh, that experience, I started to learn that we need to start teaching our young men how to be uh, a little bit more engaged and, and use more of their skill sets. Um, if I could teach boys to speak, uh, to um, critically think, obviously, and, and do more skill, more, more art, uh, uh, um, you know, reading and, and, and everything that, that, that they kind of veer away from once they start playing these sports. If I could teach them to put the same amount of effort into education and the other skill sets that they have that they do in the sports, you know, I think we're going to be fine because when that day comes that you have to stop playing the sport, it's easy for you to say, well, what else do I have in my hand? You know, what else can I do? And corporate America is paying great money for people who can build platforms, people who are digitally inclined. And so um, we teach our boys to do those things. I'm trying to prepare our boys so that when the day comes, sports are over with, they're not upset. They're like, hey, I, I'm moving in this direction. I was already headed in that direction anyway. I'm going to take advantage of it. I've been positioned to do this. And so that's what we do at Level of Playing Field Leadership Academy. It's excellent. Uh, I really respect what you guys are doing. I was also I was a coach for uh, 14 years in Austin, Texas, before I recently moved back to Houston. So right. <laughs> I did a little bit of everything. I, I did basketball. I did uh, flag football. I did uh, – I side coordinated the baseball leagues. I did uh, – you know, I did a little bit of everything. And one of my uh, – during the summer programs that over at uh, ATX Ballers Basketball Club was I made a decision to do a – and it got very popular where um, I took about five minutes, ten minutes out of the day to have – the, and usually we do it after lunch. And to have the boys and the girls sit around in a circle, and I would tell them uh, I would have my history of basketball class. And I would tell right. them about the great players that came before, you know, players like Hakeem Olajuwon, um, <laughs> Patrick Ewing, Michael Jordan. Uh, yeah. A lot of them did know Jordan, which is good. I was happy about that. <laughs> but I would get very detailed. I would talk about the USA uh, basketball dream team of 1992, you know, stuff Ooh. they weren't yeah. even alive for yet. And, and right. I would tell them little stories about that. And, and the 1994 NBA Finals uh, with Elijah one versus Hewing, the Rockets versus the Knicks, and stuff like that. So I think it's so important that they know that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and you know, like I said, uh, our, our boys, they, they do uh, – they're from – they're fatherless, right? And mm -hmm. so um, we actually work with our boys. They'll, they'll come into our program um, – it's usually 15 of them will come in at a time in a cohort. Mm -hmm. And what we do is we, we, we train them, we teach them, Hey, there's more to life than athletics. Um, I'm not trying to kill your dream, but there's more to life than athletics. And what it seems like, like you did, 
it's it's that interdisciplinary learning, right? We got a little bit of history, you know, with a little bit of sports, and, and then I'm going to meld the two, and then we're going to sit down and talk about it so that you have a little bit of knowledge about what you're really doing, uh -huh. who came before you, and, and what you have to live up to, the legacy they left, and what you can leave. Because you always want it to be better than when you found it. And so, um, yeah, I, 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 I love it. I love it. I, 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 I speak to our boys all the time about, really about character. You know, mm -hmm. um, that's, that's my part. I give them character. And I let everybody else teach them what they need to learn about digital. Uh, let's say they, they do coding. They do social emotional learning. Um, we make sure that they, uh, they, they learn how to be gentlemen as well. Uh, yes. so, um, you know, I got, I have three girls <laughs> and I want to make sure that they have young men that treat them right. And so, yeah. um, again, uh, we, we, we're working on it. So it's always good to talk to them, teach them a little bit of history, what you're into, what you're doing, why you're doing what you're doing. So, Absolutely. I mean, I, I totally agree. I love the, uh, the character development that you're doing. Um, I remember I, I tell, I used to tell the kids in the flag football uh, league, I, I say, guys, you know, get to know the person next to you, even get to know the guys on the other team. Because who knows when you get older, you might be playing with these guys in middle school and high school. So it's yeah, uh, one yeah. of those things. Yeah, that's a big deal. Um, and, you know, it, it's today. Uh, I know they say it all the time. The kids don't don't really talk to one another. That's mm -hmm. a big deal for uh, for young men, uh, especially young African American boys. That uh, they they get on the phone, they can text you, and they're sitting right next to you. Uh, or I get it. Sometimes you got to be quiet. You got to be silent. Don't want everybody to know what you're talking about. But uh, communication is a big deal. And, and I think. Um, what we do is we make sure that they communicate and they communicate well, because I think that's going to be a big, um, what we call separator. It's a game changer for young men. And if you can communicate, which you probably know that obviously having a show, you can communicate. It's sometimes it's, well, I'll, I'll be honest. It's, it's about who, you know, not every time what you know, it's about who, you know, and if you can communicate and command the room, that's going to be a big thing for you. So, uh -huh. Well, I, th I think it's amazing. What has there been anybody that really stood out to you as when you were teaching the boys? Like, wow, that person has a certain gift, or that that person has a certain talent in in this one little area, you know, and try to develop that talent. No matter if it's sports or it's uh, communication skills or or something in the arts like writing. I mean, is is there anybody that stands out to you, Lonnie? To to me, like, what you mean on on the as a professional or as uh, or as that, like. Some of our boys, <laughs> just some, some of your boys. Uh, yeah, yeah. We have one. We have one right now. He uh, he talks a lot. He's uh, his name is Tehran. He talks a whole lot. He's a small, probably one of the smaller ones in the group. He talks a whole lot. Uh, he's going to be a mayor someday. Uh, <laughs> then I, I have another. I have another one who's uh, he's he's about the same size, but uh, he's got a little swag to him, and he uh, he's very confident, but he's a hard worker. He's going to do something great as well. Um, so yeah, most of our boys, they, they, they all got those little, little character traits to them. And, um, yeah, I, I think just, just the fact that we pair them up with mentors and we make sure that, uh, our mentors are good guys who, who love the boys, uh, they're gonna, they're gonna see some bright days and I'm looking forward to someday sitting around and one of them coming back and saying that, Hey, I want to, I want to do what you did. And, and, mm -hmm. uh, reach out to some young men and, and help mentor and coach. So, uh, yeah, I, I, 
we we we, have, we run the whole gamut. We got a couple athletes, but to be honest with you, a lot of them going to probably wind up uh, owning their own teams or either sitting somewhere where they're in charge of of of, uh, of an organization or a company. So uh, that's amazing. That's amazing. It's it's good. It's good. They they got some real good skill sets in there. So yeah, poetry, uh, art, definitely mm-hmm. both of those too. So excellent, excellent. Well, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. I uh, I look forward to seeing what they do, and, and I'm sure there'll be mayors and stuff like that. And <laughs> it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, have you ever had a uh, a parent come to you, come come up to you and talk to you about the game of football and and ask you, you know, should my boy play football? Are not. Cool. I mean, how, how, I've, I, and I, I have stories about that too. But I'm about I like to say, you're, yeah. you're setting that up. You're setting that yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, like I do. I, about I've, I've had, uh, I've had a number of parents come to me and, and ask. Um, I had one teacher who swore that her her son would not ever play for any other coach other than me, and it took me about three years to get her to let him come out and, and practice for the team, let alone play. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, my 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 take on that is, and, and uh, like I said, I, I never want to never want to speak against the game of football. Right. But just knowing what, what how how tough a game football is, mm-hmm. um, my kids didn't play until they were in middle school. Uh, they only played flag to learn the object of of the game and mm-hmm. uh, to to get some skill. And then when they got to middle school, they were allowed to play. Um, mm-hmm. Not a big fan of kids playing at, at the Pop Warner because football is a is a what I call a cumulative sport when it comes to injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, at those young ages, their bodies are still growing, uh, and to have them injured and hurt, um, I, I don't know what the what the toll will be on their bodies once they get older. But also, uh, I believe in making sure that kids learn multiple sports so that they can have great concepts and understanding of the game even making it better, being innovative and creative uh, when they when they do choose a sport. And so um, I, I don't like I don't like kids playing Pop Warner, um, just to be honest with you, because yeah. I've seen kids get injured and I know what it's like to play. Uh, <laughs> try to give your all and best at high school and you just have injuries that won't go away. Yeah. Um, and for me, you know, I played probably two years in high school ball and I was able to play 11 in the league. And mm-hmm. I know that there are certain guys who don't get past college because it's, their, their bodies are so beat up. So yeah, that's my take. Yeah, no, I, uh, Lonnie, I absolutely agree with you. I think they need to go pop Warner. I'm not a big fan of, I did not play pop Warner. I, uh, played some flag football. I learned the, uh, I learned the fundamentals of the game. And, uh, you know, how to throw a ball, how to catch a ball properly, stuff like that, how, how to run routes and stuff like that. But um, but what, I didn't get into full pads hitting until I got to middle school, until I got to seventh grade. And then, uh, yeah, so yeah. – but I've had, I've had moms come up to me in Austin and be like, you know, Matt, should I, should I put my kid in football? I don't really want to, but, you know, her husband wants to. And, and it's just, yeah, yeah it's yeah. – and, and I, I throw in my two, my two cents, you know. So, yeah, sometimes they listen, sometimes they don't. Uh, yeah, I, I've got kids, I got kids who, uh, oh, I want to play, I want to play tackle. I'm thinking, not yet, not yeah. yet. It's, uh, the, like I said, the game, the game is, is tough, and you know, we, we're starting to learn some things about obviously head injuries and concussions, and yeah. um, 
they, you know, was, was could be surprising uh, is the fact that a lot of people already knew this mm-hmm. uh, was happening. And um, I also believe that as you get older, um, you, you're a grown man. You can make that decision, right, uh, whether I, I want to do this or not. And to see some of the drills that I see on Instagram and, and people uh, doing with kids getting hit like they get hit and, and mm-hmm. coaching that stuff up, man, I, I, I turn it off. I turn yeah. it off. It's, it's, it's a shame because no one has an idea how, how damaging that yeah. can be, um, not only to a child's spirit, but to, to their bodies physically. Uh, and, and until you had a kid literally get knocked out and, and they can't stand up, you don't, it, it doesn't make sense to you. You know, yeah. um, and so I, I've had that happen a couple of times, and yeah, I, I don't, I don't ever want to see that again. And so when I see those drills, I'm like, this, that's just terrible, man. Don't, don't do that. There's, there's a better way to do, uh, teach a kid how to play the game the right way. So absolutely, absolutely. I, um, I remember when I got to high school, they outlawed the, uh, the bull ring drill. Yeah, bull in the ring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I was like, I, I, was grew, like, I grew up with that. Did you? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had just outlawed it right when I got there. So we never did that at all. Although we did some things that were kind of close to that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah coaches, coaches are real creative now. They can figure a way out. They, they can figure out, hey, we, yeah, we can't do that, but we could do this. It's close. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I agree. I mean, it does take a wear and tear on your body, uh, as you know. Uh, one of my uh, one of my good buddies, who I still keep in touch with to this day, and I still keep in touch with a good amount of my teammates from from school. They'll call me up. They'll be like, "Hey, Matt, how are you? Are you doing all right?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good." So yeah, they're like, right. "I've been watching the show." <laughs> <laughs> you seem like you don't miss anything. You, you're talking good. You're, yeah, no, yeah, no slur yeah. speech or nothing like that. You're good. You're good. Yeah, yeah, but. Um, no, it's but one of my really really good friends. He um, he has some problems now, and this guy was one of the toughest guys I've ever sat on a football field with. I mean, he had no fear. Um, he could have played college. Um, he got invited to. Uh, he was one of the few players that got invited to. I think to do the Nike Combine for high school yeah. players. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he got invited to that, and uh, j- just a great guy overall. And he's coaching now, and um, you know there he's. Uh, he, he was a pretty big guy, but I don't think he was that big enough to play in the NFL and colleges were kind of looking at that. But, man, that guy could hit. One of the hardest hitters I've ever – and I tell him this all the time. I was like, dude, you're one of the hardest hitters I've ever, like, faced on the football field. <laughs> and he laughs about it. He's like, thank you. And I was like, no, I'm serious. When I, when, whenever I went up against you, I was kind of like, okay, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Strap it up. Here we exactly. go. This could go both ways. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, yeah, it's. Um, I think it, I think it's good for kids, but I th- I agree with what you're saying. I think it's. Uh, I think they need to learn the fundamentals. I think parents and kids need to know what they're getting into because it is a yeah. violent sport. Um, yeah. And it's. Uh, I think once you understand that, and once you once you get your mindset of what you're getting into, and you're willing to learn the game, and the most important thing is having fun, right, Lonnie? Yeah, yeah, you definitely want to have fun. I, I I'll, yeah. I'll say this too, just to add to it. Um, I, I once I left the league, I uh, I joined a, a group that showed me that was really uh, it was like we're we're almost like military because mm-hmm. uh, you know it's the uniform that you're known by and and you have a certain rank and you've developed it, and then you get out and no one knows who you are. 
But at the same time, it was also the things that you dealt with learning how to be a military person uh, uh, to work. And then you have to go back to being a civilian. Uh, it's the same thing with, I, I believe, football. Um, you know, where, where else in the world can you learn to put your hands on somebody and be physically, you know, uh, aggressive with them? And then you've done that for years. And then they say, hey, you know, it's time for you to stop. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. And you're released back into the wild, you know, yeah. and, and you're supposed to be able to handle problems and issues differently. And, and yeah. they expect that from you. And so uh, we have to start looking at that as well, you know, because, uh, again, I learned how to play football. I learned what to do in football. And I learned how to uh, use aggression as a, as a part of the game, as part of sport. And so you're right. It's in a very aggressive sport. And certain people are at higher levels than others and yeah. you, you notice that and uh once you're done you're done and you need to be uh, uh i would say um you need to get it shaken off you know to, yeah because you can't do those things out in public <laughs> so no you can't at all you can't uh <laughs> not, not unless uh, somebody wants to get arrested yeah <laughs> right right <laughs> <laughs> all right uh just a few more questions um the uh i have to ask this uh favorite uh sports film Favorite sports movie? It doesn't have to be a football movie. Ooh, favorite sports movie. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, I like, uh, um, was it uh, the Venus and Serena with her dad, King uh, King, Richard. King Richard? Yeah, I really like King Richard. Um, you know, a father trying to protect his kids and do the right thing with them. Uh, really, really worked hard to teach them, but uh, you know, not everything in it is is what I heard was the story, but. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I like I like the fact that he wanted to set him up to do well, not only in, in the sport but afterwards. So mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, and he had what like a like a like a hundred page like plan <laughs> for when they were born of what to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. a little 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 over the top for me, but yeah, I like the yeah. movie. So. Yeah. And you know, of course, you know Venus and Serena. They they went on to be the top players in, in tennis, and you know they're the best. Damn. You know, are will, will be considered one of the best. With uh, yeah. yeah, if not the best. So yeah, I mean, I mean, they're sisters too. Come out the same household, right? Wow. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. competing against one another. How how crazy is that? You know, I, I always I know. wondered about that having uh having children that competed at the highest level against one another. What kind of, what, what parent does that? You know, you can't, you can't choose, know. You can't, you know, what's that? So, yeah. A little sibling rivalry might go on in there. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> well, I got to tell you mine. I, I really like, uh, I like Hoosiers. Okay. I'm a big fan okay. of Hoosiers. Um, I'm a, uh, I'm a big fan. I like um, Chariots of Fire a lot. Ah, the, the, That's a good the, one. The, the, the training and the, the endurance, the talking yeah. to yourself getting yourself over the hump i got you i got absolutely you. so good and i also besides playing football i also ran track so uh that, yeah, that's yeah. a track movie you know how, <laughs> how to set your mind and stuff like that so i like that movie yeah uh, yeah i i mean yeah very track movie uh way back that's like oof, yeah terrace of fire wow yeah okay. 1981 <laughs> yeah yeah well, that, that was that was all I remember. All I remember about that was the the, the endurance that it took. Uh, how you had to really, you know, talk yourself up and, and fight against your inner thoughts and, and win. So, yeah. mm -hmm. good. Well, excellent, Lonnie. Thank you so much for coming on the Matthew Paris Show. I had a great time today. Did you, did you have fun? 
Yes, I did. I did. I, I you know, I, I keep telling Dan, man. I'm like, dude, just just keep signing me up, dude. I, I'm loving everybody you're picking. You got you got some great character here, man. You got you you, you have no idea the guys that you have and gals that you have on here uh, uh, teaching and talking. They know they know some sports, so it's good. I love it. Absolutely. Well, thank you again so much. I appreciate it. Uh, everybody who's watching right now, uh, have a happy Fourth of July. Um, make sure you guys stay safe out there. Be safe. And uh, we'll talk to you guys very, very soon. Uh, Lonnie, any, any last words? Oh, I, hey, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yes, stay safe. Stay safe. Uh, make it a great summer. Obviously, uh, school will be back in. Sports will be back on. And probably uh, uh, you know, my sport, I love football. So it'll be back in season. And uh, I'll be cheering on my team again. So <laughs> right back Absolutely. in it. Absolutely. Thank you again for coming. Uh, and for everybody else, make sure you hit that little subscribe button right down there. It's all, always a great time here on the Matthew Parrish Show. We talk sports. We talk all kinds of sports. We have great guests. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. Have a happy report. Happy 4th of July. All right, Matt. Hang on. Let me, uh, let me end this.